0: Hi everyone, welcome to HubShots episode 111. In this episode, we chat about new HubSpot features we like, some upcoming inbound events, understanding some HubSpot versions, and some cool resources about Facebook audiences. This is the podcast for marketing managers who are using HubSpot or considering using HubSpot. My name is Ian Jacob from Search and Be Found, and with me is my lovely co-host, Craig Bailey from Zed Systems. How are you, Craig?
1: Yeah, lovely to be here. And you know, we had a great day. We're recording this on uh, Wednesday, Wednesday. 31st of January. Earlier today, we caught up with our friends at HubSpot in the Sydney office. We caught up with Mads, Rune, Brent, Ariana was there. Hey, how are you going? And Dave Shepherd as well. It was a good day, wasn't it? We got a bit of free pizza. It was a, pizza, fan- a fantastic time- day. Time there, Always
0: right? end a month at HubSpot. There are lots of bells ringing. There was. Wanted to make a good start to 2018. But you know what? We like our friends at HubSpot. That's so right. Great thank you same. for supporting us and supporting community and for supporting the HubSpot user groups.
1: That's about to start. Yeah, that's right. Coming up now, speaking of good friends, you know what a definition of a good friend is? Tell me, Craig. So, you know, you're out and... You just got something on your nose, like you, you blow your nose. And yes. There's just something there. You've got a booger hanging around. Well, okay, that's, yeah, that's what I was getting at. You know, a good friend, they'll tell you. Yes, they will. Average friends, they'll just let it, they'll just they're a bit embarrassed they don't want to tell you, right? Why am I telling you this? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> you know, we kind of feel like we need some reviews, we need some yes. feedback from people. And a good friend, if you're a good friend, if you're a good listener and you're good friends, you'll give us feedback if we need to hear it. Because we'd much rather get the feedback and how we can improve than not and just coast along doing what we always do. So that was a very weird way to say, if you enjoy the show or you don't enjoy the show, could you please leave us a review or send us feedback, send us a comment, something you like, something you don't, and we'd love to action it.
0: Excellent. So that was our shot one of the week, Craig. And now on to our HubSpot marketing feature of the week. And this probably stemmed from a conversation we had at HubSpot today about different marketing versions. So... HubSpot have recently revamped their marketing page. And actually, there was a really interesting blog post, I diverged from this, saying how they increased the conversions on the pricing page through the whole transformation of it and testing. Oh, right. So wow. So, we'll probably put a link to that. Yeah, there. we should
1: put a link to that. But I was actually going to make that comment because we've got a link to the pricing page itself. Yes. I was actually going to say it's really helpful. I point prospects there. Yes, uh, interested in HubSpot pricing. Go, this explains it. This is the differences. But we're actually going to try and oversimplify that. Okay. So for listeners, if you're actually confused about what the different versions of HubSpot marketing are, this is just the marketing side. There's five versions. We're going to go through them. So we're starting with free. What yep. do you get? How would so you describe free?
0: This is when you're getting started. You don't want to pay a dollar, and you want to see who is converting on your site. And the path that I took. And also, you actually want to see some stuff in the contact timeline. So just remember, you got seven days worth of data in the contact timeline. And another great one. It's great for adding lead flows to your website to actually collect information.
1: So I think it's a no-brainer, HubSpot free for anyone.
0: Marketing free is a no-brainer.
1: Yeah, marketing free, put it on every site. There's no downside that I can think of and there's only upsides. You get that data insight, as you said, and lead flows. Okay, so Craig, tell me about Starter. So Marketing Starter, this is for when you want to see your contact timeline history, for more than seven days and also remove HubSpot branding. Yes, so I, I tend to push most of our clients that have got free into Starter if they're not ready for the bigger sites. The, I think Starter's around $50, $50 US, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's almost a no-brainer for most sites as yes. well. But then we move to HubSpot Basic. Now, why would you go to HubSpot Basic? This is when you actually need to add
0: forms, landing pages, blogs, send email campaigns. And this is probably that first step out of free and starter that you would take. Now, bear in mind, it has a hundred contacts included in there. So be aware of that.
1: It can be a bit of a jolt if you're going from starter with, you might have tons of contacts and then you go to basic. It's like, oh, actually I've got to start paying for these contacts now. That is a bit of a jarring effect, but it's actually a functionality one that it's quite a big jump in functionality as well. And then from basic to pro.
0: Yes. So this is when you need to start adding workflows. So you want to automate some things and you actually want to test Things so there's A B testing within landing pages within emails, and these, these are the kind of things that you can do in the system once you move to a professional. And in, within that, you get a thousand contacts to start off with, too.
1: Right, and then finally, so the fifth version of HubSpot marketing is enterprise. Why would you go to enterprise?
0: Because you want predictive lead scoring and you want to manage multiple domains in a single account. So we see this across multiple clients that have multiple sites within their business and they have a few different versions of HubSpot and they just want to manage everything in one place to make it easy to manage. Now, one downside of doing all of that together is that data does get mixed up and reporting is not as clear between different domains. So just be aware of that. You get a 10,000 contacts included, so it's quite a big jump. It's a 10x jump. In contact yeah, pro. I,
1: I was actually going to make a comment that the reason to go to Enterprise, as well as the functionality, is if you're heading over 33,000 contacts, correct? just switch to Enterprise. It's that tipping point, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So even if there's no functional improvement, if you're going over 33,000 contacts, probably switch to Enterprise is on the cards. Let's quickly summarize. Free, you're just getting started. Well, no. Free, <laughs> <laughs> free, you're kicking the tires. That's There's right. no downside. Starter, because you want the timeline exactly. history. Exactly. Basic, because you want to start adding forms and a bit of email. Pro, because you want to add workflows. So automate some stuff. Automate some stuff. Yep. Enterprise, because you've got more than 33000 you want to add some extra functionality. Correct. That's the simplest we could make it. And if you want the specific details of each version, go to the HubSpot pricing page we've got linked in the show notes.
0: Exactly. One thing I do have to say, Craig, when you, when you have to pay for a contact,
1: you actually regularly
0: do cleanup to make sure your database is good. I think that's the that's one of the things I've noticed us doing for people and for ourselves is so that we don't keep blowing contacts in the system.
1: Yep, good point. Totally agree.
0: All right, Craig, on to our HubSpot cool items of the week. And now this is something that was introduced. It's called snippets in Gmail. When you're composing email. So this used to be available within HubSpot
1: and it was available through all the tools, but now it's actually available within Gmail, which is fantastic. Yeah, this is really cool. You pointed this out to me. I was going, snippets, snippets, hang on, snippets. I know snippets. Yeah, it's because we covered it in an <laughs> episode <laughs> recently, but they're the expanding, like the text expander for um, HubSpot. And yeah, and it's in Gmail now. That's great. Which I think is really cool,
0: which means that if you make it, it's available everywhere, which is fantastic. I think it's just adding another level of sophistication to making you work smarter, better, faster.
1: Yeah. By the way, you know how we only focused on Gmail there? It's actually in Outlook as well. But because we don't use it, we didn't even mention it. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. Gmail and Outlook. It's available in both. All
0: right. On to our marketing tip of the week, Craig. And this is a fantastic post from John Loomer. And it's his Facebook ads guide. 55 custom audiences to target people ready to act. Now, there were quite a few in here. We're just going to, A, challenge you and just going to highlight two of them. So the challenge is, there's 55 in here. We challenge people to actually take one a day or two a day and actually implement something so you can actually see what you can do.
1: Now, out of this list of 55, there's two we're going to highlight. Let's start with number 17. Well, did you know, I didn't know this, but did you know that you can create custom audiences based on the UTM parameters that they visited your site via? I had no idea, Craig. Let me just decipher that for people who are wondering. Well, actually, we didn't even explain custom audiences. Yes. um, Come back to that. And UTM parameters are those little parameters that you'll see at the end of URLs. And they often contain important information about the source of people, where they came from. But custom audiences, we should explain it. Do you want to explain custom audiences in Facebook? Yeah,
0: custom audiences is an audience that you can create based on people you know, own... This case, based on people that visited certain things. And you can tell Facebook, find me all the people that match this criteria. Find me some other people so I can market to them.
1: All right. And then, so my, that, that first one, UTM parameters, was number 17 in his list. That's right. What else and have we got? number
0: 47, which you pointed out, which I, I was a bit shocked. But people who viewed your Instagram profile. I like,
1: I had no idea. I had no idea either. But like, I knew we could target people on Instagram. But yeah, with Instagram business account linked to your Facebook account, you can basically target people who have visited your profile. Now, everybody, please visit our Instagram
0: profile on (laughs) UpShots. Please do. Just (laughs) so we can retarget
1: to you all the time. So, I mean, I bet Sue Ellen knew that on our team. She's all across this whole Facebook and Instagram stuff. But uh, that was news to me. It's so hard to stay in touch with all of this stuff. Thank goodness for John Loomer. That's exactly right. So big shout out to John. For providing us lots of value. I know he listens to the
0: show. All right, our HubSpot sales feature of the week, Greg. More gold! Email threading in HubSpot. Now, this doesn't seem like a big deal, but as you probably use, as we use the CRM more, all the emails that start going into the timeline, you seem to get a lot of stuff in the timeline, and you kind of go, oh, it's kind of clogging up here. Anyway, they've introduced this new great feature called email threading. So if it's related to the same conversation, you can actually see all of that in the one place without seeing it split up in different parts of the time, which I think is fantastic. You know
1: how I like to praise with one and take with the other? Yes. I will praise this, but uh, and we've got some silly screenshots of of us playing with it earlier today.
0: I know, I thought Uh, Christmas had all come at once. it,
1: It is really cool, but you know what? I found in my timeline, there'd be that each of them were in the timeline and each of them you could expand to a thread. So it's kind of like we've got five in this thread. Mm-hmm. There were five timeline entries. Each one said you could view the thread. Oh. And so I thought that was really weird because it was only on the silly thread that we were doing. Yes. But it wasn't on other threads that I had with some of my clients. So I'm just going to put out that I w- I'm, I'm a bit, well, what is it? It's coming up to nine o'clock at night. Maybe I'm a bit tired, but that was confusing me. Okay. So it's really good, but then there's something that, Anyway, I'll just put that out there. But it, it's really good on one hand, but confusing on the other. Well, there yeah, was some... right.
0: This could be really interesting.
1: I'm going to look at your contact. Mm. Okay, so opinion of the week. Yes. I'll now give... tell me
0: about this opinion,
1: Craig. This All is a right. customer service idea okay. that you had. Let me give you two scenarios. On one hand, you're at home and you just talk to your smart speaker device. And yes. you say, oh, can you play me this song? It plays you that song. Keep that on one hand. On the other hand, you're on hold with... Some company I was calling AMP about some insurance-related thing earlier the week. Terrible hold music. Or actually, no, better. You're calling Apple and you yes. put on hold with Apple, right? Why can't you just combine the two? I'm on hold. Why can't I just go, oh, play me this song? You know, or treat it like an Alexa device. Oh, I shouldn't have said Alexa. Your smart speakerphone device. Uh, why can't you just say, oh, what's the weather like? Because chances are they can have some smarts based on the number you called in on. The fact that they know your number and they can give you a location. Like, they should have some very basic information about you. Maybe you're calling cold so they don't. But at least you could then just say, play me this song. Or what's the news in such and such? What's the weather in such and such? Why can't on-hold systems be revamped to just be basically multiple instances of an Alexa device that you talk to on-hold? Wouldn't that make the whole experience of being caught on-hold, you know, your call is important to us. Yeah, right. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that make Wouldn't that make that experience better? I actually reckon people would call up just to be put on hold so they could play with it. Oh, you could do something
0: smart if you actually knew who they were. You could actually run some marketing messages for the products that they don't, they don't have.
1: Well, that's well, no, that's getting a bit too smart. Anyway, so that's my opinion of the week. My or oh, my, my my customer service idea of the week. Gee on, oh, that'd make life. Yeah, I would. All right,
0: and now there is a great cartoon should I say that you've picked up it says the use of sedentary life yeah we like including cartoons because it's a podcast <laughs> we're gonna tweet this out and we'll put it on our Instagram probably
1: as well it's very relevant
0: but I had a good chuckle so thank you for brightening up my yeah, day you have to
1: leave that uh, sorry listeners we're not going to try and describe it but it explains perfectly the trap of social media
0: all right onto our podcast of the week Craig and this is about investing content consumption and behavior watching an interview with Kelsey Humphrey's show and this is by Gary V and I've listened to the first part and I actually found it really fascinating and so I would actually encourage everyone to actually just listen to that episode and gain something useful from it
1: that sounds good
0: now Craig we're getting to the end we've got plenty of resources for the week and this is to do with EU
1: general data protection regulation so have a look at that On the blog, it talks about that on the HubSpot blog. Yeah, very important for multinationals that are storing data and contacting people related to if they live in the EU. So useful and I think worth highlighting. And finally, our quote of the week from Gary Vee.
0: Your number one job is to tell your story to the consumer wherever they are, and preferably at the moment they're deciding to make a purchase. Thank you, Gary Vee.
1: And Craig, There ends our show. I hope you have a great week and we look forward to catching up with you next episode. (laughs) See you, Craig. Catch you later, Ian. Hey there, thanks for listening to this episode of HubShots. For show notes and the latest HubSpot news and tips, please visit us at hubshots.com.